Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders in Customer Loyalty series. In the series, we talk to leaders in customer channel and brand loyalty about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines. Uh, today, we had the pleasure of speaking with Ryle Chan, who's the Vice President of Membership Marketing for AAA Northeast, which serves members, I think, in Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island. Uh, and we actually know Ryle from his uh, past life at 1-800-Flowers, where he helped develop their loyalty program into an award-winning program. So thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks, Mark. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Um, you know, as you stated, uh, I'm the VP of Membership Marketing here at AAA Northeast. So really appreciate the opportunity to, to talk a little bit more about myself and, and what we're doing here in uh, AAA. Okay, great. That uh, leads to the first question we have. So uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself uh, and uh, kind of your background and then also would love to know what you do at uh, AAA as well? Absolutely. Um, so the membership marketing team here at AAA Northeast is uh, made up of about 40 individuals. And at the end of the day, we're responsible for growing our 6.1 million membership base. Uh, my team's responsible for member acquisition, member retention, membership experience, uh, branch marketing, uh, the AAA member rewards visa card, among other things. Um, I've been with AAA Northeast for, uh, I'm coming up on three years this August, actually. And as you stated, prior to that, I was at 1-800-Flowers for six years, uh, where I managed the enterprise marketing team there, as well as developing and building out the loyalty program there. Okay. And uh, you and I talked last week, talked about some of the things that AAA does uh, and the services they offer. It might uh, be a good uh, refresher for those who don't have AAA to kind of what they do and, and the services they offer. And also, it's also interesting how AAA Northeast interacts with the, the larger entity as well. Sure, absolutely. Um, I can tell you that I, you know, I've been a I would say a lifelong member um, membership for AAA was passed on from my dad to myself. And that's a common story you hear where AAA membership gets passed on from one generation to another. But uh, even though I was a member for you know decades before I joined AAA, I didn't really understand the makeup of all of the different product and services and how AAA fits into the, the national brand uh, until I started here. So it's definitely a little bit of a, a different animal for sure. Uh, AAA nationally is a federation. Uh, it's a collection of individual organizations. Uh, there are over 20 organizations that make up uh, AAA, uh, the federation across North America. Uh, the national office has established bylaws, right? So these are bylaws that um, dictate how the different participating organizations interact with each other. Uh, they set the guidelines for core membership benefits that all clubs must offer. Uh, enabling the portability, portability of benefits across uh, North America. So essentially as a member, as, as I was before I joined AAA Northeast, it's completely transparent that I am being serviced by 20 plus organizations and not a single organization uh, across North America. So. Um, you know, AAA Northeast is one of those 20 organizations. So AAA Northeast has been around for uh, about 120 years. Uh, we are a not-for-profit organization. And while we're, while we're primarily known for roadside assistance, as all AAAs are, 
we do offer a multitude of product and services. So things like home and car and life insurance policies, travel bookings, whether it's cruise and hotel uh, packages, uh, financial products such as mortgages, student loans, car loans. Uh, our, we have a vast network of discounts and rewards partners, over 11,000 partners. Where as a AAA member, you can get you know discounts and and, and get uh, exclusive benefits. Uh, we offer DMV services in a number of our states. Uh, again, the list goes on and on. Uh, you know, last count, uh, I think we had we had over eighty different product and services that we offer within our footprint. Uh, taking advantage of even one or two of these benefits easily pays for the cost of membership, uh, and many of our members actually wind up saving a lot. Okay. So we talked about, as we kind of prepped for this a little bit, you talked about how you're looking to evolve the benefit package, uh, potentially uh, maybe differ the number of partners you have, maybe more focused partners based on, you know, potential interests of the respective uh, partner, you know, the party, their individuals, you get to more of a personalized offering. You know, how are you looking to uh, evolve the benefit packages uh, that, that you offer? Uh, you know, again, I think all members are entitled to four roadside assistance both. That's part of the standard, right? So as you join AAA, whether you're joining in Florida, California, or New York, it really doesn't matter. Um, everyone has that core access to roadside assistance, plus access to travel insurance, financial services, and other benefits. Um, every member has the ability to then upgrade their membership to the higher tiers. Uh, we call them Plus and Premier. Uh, level benefits where you can, you know, outside of getting additional roadside benefits, you can get additional access to discounts or, you know, exclusive early access to discounts. Um, you know, as we're thinking about kind of optimizing and exploring different ways to build out our benefit package, um, you know, there's always looking at, again, it starts with the member data, just really trying to understand what are the things that our members want. Um, and that evolves. I mean, an example is, you know, we're getting ready right now. We've been building out an RV product within our footprint, uh, something that we haven't offered traditionally. Uh, but, you know, with the pandemic over the last year plus, um, what we're seeing is an adoption and an increased use of RV. So we want to make sure that as AAA members, our members are covered in, in all of their vehicles. So if they're increasingly buying and driving RVs, we want to make sure that we're delivering on that promise of covering them and protecting them on the side of the road. Uh, so we're in the process of right now building out an RV product. Um, you know, we look at uh, again, Plus and Premier being uh, kind of the higher tiers of benefits or membership. Uh, we're always looking for ways to developing additional value at those upper tiers, right? So for our Premier members, for example, we're, we're looking to introduce additional discounts, whether it's a greater discount on the travel booking that they'll make, or uh, we have a great product, the uh, wheel and tire protection program that protects our members, you know, when they're on the side of the road, if they get a flat tire or if their uh, wheel is damaged, um, will, you know, they can get it replaced. Um, and that policy is offered to all members, but our premier members get it at a better price than um, our, our basic numbers. So again, really thinking about, you know, how do we make sure that we're continuing to evolve the benefits that we offer, but again, rooted in um, member data and, and what our members are actually in the market for. Okay, great. Yeah, obviously uh, the member data is, is more and more important to everyone who's focused on right. customer ability to understand, uh, you know, the true interests and opportunities. 
when, when you define customer loyalty, uh, you know, we love to talk to brands about how they define it from a, a kind of qualitative perspective. What, what does customer loyalty mean to you and to your organization? You know, as you know, Mark, I mean, customer loyalty goes well beyond a loyalty program. Uh, it's about understanding your members' expectations and then exceeding them. Uh, it's really not just about, you know, again, KPIs and transactional values. It's about the emotional loyalty that you know, brands and, and, and members develop over time. Uh, you know, again, as I said, uh, AAA has been around for 120 years. And I, every, you know, every few months I hear about stories about our members that are celebrating 50 or 70 year anniversaries with us. And they've stopped driving the car. They, they may not even own a car, but they will not give up their AAA membership. And that's really, that's, to me, that's true customer loyalty, right? Someone who's developed a passion for the brand. Uh, you know, for us, it's right now, it is around developing uh, kind of that great member experience and making sure that we can then meet and exceed our members' expectations. So, um, again, while we do have some flavors of a loyalty program, uh, as I like to say, building blocks of kind of a, a future robust loyalty program, such as the AAA member rewards visa card. Uh, or our network of, you know, 10, 11,000 discount partners, but we're focused on member engagement and member satisfaction. So um, really right now, um, you know, that's our focus. We want to make sure whether you're in the branch or on the phone or on the side of the road that we're going to deliver a great experience. Okay. That's awesome. And you talked about building blocks uh, that you have. And, and, and one of those is the relationship you have with Visa and the Visa Rewards card. How does that work uh, and kind of what, what benefits does that offer? And then how does that uh, kind of help you drive customer loyalty to the large organization? Yeah, now we've had the, you know, the AAA uh, Rewards Visa card has been uh, around for uh, a number of years and it offers great points. Again, you get points for not only AAA purchases, so certainly, you know, our members making a, a cruise booking or a travel booking uh, can earn, you know, a, a sizable cash back. Uh, but we also give you points for everything else that you do, right? So whether it's getting gas or groceries and, and so forth, you're able to earn points, cash back, and then redeem them uh, either in our branches or just as a discount back or as a cash back back to your account. Uh, for us, it's really to kind of, you know, understand that data and that data to make sure that we're, again, rewarding members across our entire portfolio of products. So how do we make sure that, you know, when you're, if you want to redeem your points or your cash back towards your uh, insurance premium, that we allow you to do that. If you want to use that to upgrade your membership, that we allow you to do that. So um, I think over time, we've kind of started to build that out, uh, but there's definitely plenty of runway and opportunity for us to kind of uh, plug in all of our discounts and rewards partners into that program. So when you're booking tickets or, you know, you're getting your Disney tickets or universal tickets, whatever it may be, that you get uh, the ability to be able to redeem your points in those transactions. So uh, again, I think we've got some good building blocks there, but we have the opportunity to make it really a robust loyalty program where you can earn and redeem across our entire uh, portfolio of product and services. Okay. Some things that you're going to evolve the customer loyalty program. It's great to hear. Technology is going to be a big piece of that, uh, correct? And we, you know, we know brands really struggle with regard to getting technology. Technology, right. technology say it's supposed to do. 
you know, how do you see technology as an opportunity? And, you know, what are some of the challenges that you may see around technology or maybe even you've seen in past lives as well, of, of, you know, kind of leveraging technology to, to help in customer loyalty efforts? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, there's so many marketing technology solutions and, and companies out there. Um, you know, it used to be like the, you see the chart with the 5,000 vendors. I think that chart is like north of 8,000 at this point. So when you think about the, the world of marketing tech, right, it, there's, there's 8,000 plus solution providers out there. Um, and as a brand and as a marketer, it's hard to really understand, you know, and find the right solution for, um, and then, you know, as I said, like an ocean, an ocean of solutions, right? Because for every problem, you probably have a hundred different options that you can pick, but um, what's the right solution for you? So, uh, for us as a brand, we've really focused on uh, leveraging industry leaders like Adobe and Microsoft and Qualtrics to be the, the, the kind of foundation and, and the opening to, to build out our tech structure. Um, uh, and we do, again, you know, I think we plug and play other or, or other players, but we certainly rely on, uh, you know, I would say kind of leading edge solution providers to be able to give us that extra edge innovate um you know part of our focus from a technology perspective or i would say certainly over the last year or two is to make sure that when we're thinking about technology that we're we're making sure that you know we're we're not um we're not creating challenges for us from an integration perspective because oftentimes that's the biggest issue is when you have the more players you have involved the more solutions you have involved the more opportunity for integrations to break down. So as much as possible, we've tried to expand within our portfolio of technology providers rather than introduce new ones to not introduce those complexities that come with integrations. Absolutely. And you've talked per about personalization a little bit, making sure that they, the individuals get the, the, you know, the products and services that are, they're interested in. You know, what are some of the challenges and opportunities you see around personalization and, and how is your brand as AAA Northeast looking to enhance the efficacy of those efforts? Yeah, I mean, personalization is, is, is only as good as the data that's behind it, right? So I think there is, um, for us as a brand, again, when you think about the fact that we have 80 plus product and services that we offer and we rely on a lot of external partners to deliver on some of those incremental um, benefits of membership, um, you know, whether it's hotel partners or travel partners or cruise partners, uh, not only do we underwrite some of our own insurance and our, our loans, but we also have third party partners that we, that we work with. Um, so there's just a lot of data elements uh, that go into understanding who our members are and how they're interacting with us. Um, We've definitely made a lot of progress, I'd say, over the last few years to be able to pull that data together and, and to personalize the experience. So, you know, if you've got uh, teams in your household, we'll talk more about our driving schools and our free team membership or our student loans uh, programs. So we're starting to talk to you based on what we know about you in terms of where you are in your you know, makeup of your household or where you are in your life right now. Um, but I do think, you know, again, I think that's great um, and we'll continue to do that. But I think, you know, as uh, 
I think about from my experience at One Hundred Flowers, um, there's opportunities for real-time personalization, and that's an area that you know I think we're starting to really think about and and how do we you know take advantage of what you're doing today contextually where you are what you're, uh, and not so much about historically what we know about you um, and we're relying on you know I think increasingly what we're we're relying on is AI right and and to say hey we've got you know Adobe Sensei implemented across our entire marketing tech side of the house and then we have uh, you know, we're working on introducing AI within our, our dynamic CRM. The idea is to, to more in real time personalize that experience based on what's actually happening um, and, and how members are behaving uh, on that particular day or within that hour. Um, so much just relying on historical transactional data, what we know about you from the last demo update, uh, demographic update we have in here. You talked about it a little bit. One of the things that we hear a great deal about is customers changing. Uh, customers are evolving. They're evolving before COVID. They uh, obviously had some uh, kind of changes that we saw through COVID as well. You know, how are your customers changing? They may be driving less or maybe driving differently, which may impact the uh, you know number of uh, calls you may get there on, in one area. But you know, how are your customers changing, and, and and how are you adapting to that, and how do you see that going forward? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of change happening right now. I mean, if you know, I'm sure every uh, uh, you know every few years we're probably talking about change. But when you think about the last year with the pandemic, um, the adoption and shift to digital accelerating significantly. So there's change that is happening in the marketplace in general in terms of how members and consumers want to interact with the brand, right? Because um, their comfort level in terms of, you know, uh, how they want to interact in person versus digital is evolving uh, just purely from pandemic. And it'll be interesting to see how that much of it is a permanent change or just a, a blip and, and some of that data normalizes. Uh, there's changes in the broader driving landscape, as, as you alluded to, right, as more and more people potentially work remotely or in a hybrid model. Uh, how likely are they to, to drive uh, on a regular basis? So that is something obviously that, you know, we're, 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 we're trying to keep our, our finger on the pulse there. Uh, there's just overall changes in terms of where we are from a car manufacturing perspective, right? So there are things, you know, there's a, there's a right now there's a big shortage of, of new cars. Uh, so people are either driving uh, their cars for a longer period of time and there is a secondhand market, right? So uh, generally, I think our expectation right now is that there's probably going to be more older cars on the road uh, that may need our service. So, you know, again, it could be uh, the combination of, you know, people are driving less, so maybe they don't need roadside assistance, but they're driving older cars, so therefore they may need it more. So we're trying to balance the, uh, the, the kind of the conflicting or, or, or contradictory data there. Um, there's longer term trends, right? Uh, electric car adoption, right? So more and more people are, are buying and uh, are likely to have their next car be an electric car. Um, you know, and again, that poses a couple of different challenges for us. You know, I think one side of the equation is cars potentially don't break down. Uh, and I think that's a little bit of a myth. Uh, don't break down as often. Um, and, and the second part is our ability to, to service those cars, right? And you think about, you know, roadside assistance for, for AAAs, 
Um, you know, if you get stuck on the side of the road because you run out of fuel, we, we'll come there and we'll bring, you know, uh, a few gallons of fuel to your car to get you going again. Uh, and you think about that in an electric car world where, you know, you run out of juice. How do we make sure that we come to you and be able to give you a charge to help you get back on the road again? So there's a lot going on. Um, I think in terms of who our audience is, that's evolving. Uh, again, uh, I can tell you that our members are increasingly younger, right? So we're starting to see that, you know, Gen Z and uh, millennials are the, the primary drive or primary joins for us. Um, they're increasingly more diverse. Um, and so, you know, who our audience is, is changing, driving uh, is changing. So there's just a multitude of changes that are happening right now. So again, uh, the great thing for AAA is um, we're kind of in this unique position where we can rely on 20 plus organizations to tackle some of these challenges. We do not compete with each other, right? So we're able to work together, uh, which is a great benefit. So, you know, we could have different AAAs or different national task force or, or committees looking at different challenges. So, and, and we're kind of uh, reinventing how, uh, you know, how people request roadside assistance, how we serve to assistance? How do we make sure that we have additional benefits um, that we may not have thought of two years ago, but are now critical for us to be able to think about uh, as we continue to service our members? Okay, great. That's interesting. It's a new perspective too on just juicing up, right? What does that look like if that's going to be a an right. offer? Because it, it doesn't uh, happen in, in five minutes or two minutes uh, to put the gas in the car. So that, that's, that's a very interesting uh, challenge to deal with. Um, so when you look at uh, customer loyalty, you know, what are some of the metrics that you use, KPIs that you use? Because uh, it's going to be tradition, uh, it'd be different than a traditional grocer or retail or entertainment entity, I would expect, correct? Uh, in some ways, yes, but it, it really isn't that different. I mean, I think, it, you know, when I think about customer loyalty for us, right, we're, we're measuring renewal rate, we're measuring retention rates, right, we're measuring our churn for sure, which again, I think a lot of brands out there are probably doing regardless. Um, uh, certainly, I think, uh, you know, part of what we, we have an internal engagement index that is something that's important for us, right, we continue to monitor uh, and the engagement index is essentially allows us to see the health of our, our, our membership and says, you know, how many product and services is a member engaging with over the last 12 months? Um, that's a key metric for us. Uh, it, it's a telling metrics, it's a leading uh, KPI to renewal rate. So we know that if members are engaging with multiple product and services within our portfolio, their high, their, their renewal rate is significantly higher. Um, for us, really, you know, again, I think, you know, we typically we're trying to get that um, second engagement with a new member fairly early in their life cycle because it it changes or, or has a huge impact or ability to retain that member. Um, so, you know, again, I think in many ways, the KPIs we track in terms of engagement, in terms of the member churn, uh, obviously lifetime value uh, are, are important. Um, uh, and, you know, I think back to my uh, career with other brands and, and as, you know, we relied on similar KPIs. So in many ways, it's similar. 
And that's it. It's interesting. So when you look at uh, your competitive set, I mean, what is your competitive set? Because are there member other membership entities like AAA that uh, that offer similar services? And and how may be uh, your how are your offerings different than maybe your competitive set? Uh, you know, we're interesting in that we have a lot of competitors, but we also okay. have no one quite like AAA, right? So right. when it comes to our core product. We have competitors in the insurance space. We have competitors in the travel space. We obviously have uh, competitors in the financial services space. But when you think about our core product of roadside assistance, our competitors are, are, uh, are you know, generally like insurance companies or, um, you know, the, the new car manufacturers that provide roadside assistance, right? So pretty much every new car that you buy now, whether it's a Lexus or a Toyota or a Honda, it comes with roadside assistance for a period of time, whether it's one year, two years and so forth. So, um, you know, when you think about people and again, nationwide, we have 61 million members, right? We're about one in three households, but, um, but generally, right, when you think about the people who don't pick roadside or don't uh, pick AAA, um, you know, the number one reason they'll tell you why they haven't joined AAA is because they, they feel like they have roadside assistance from their insurance provider or their car manufacturer, uh, which is, you know, again, I think the roadside assistance from our competitors is, is always about the car, right? It's never about the person driving the car, which is what makes us unique. Um, you know, we're a member first organization. And when you join AAA, we're there for you, whether you're driving your own car you're driving someone else's car, you're a passenger in someone else's car, it doesn't matter. The membership for AAA is with you, it's not the car, right? When you think about the insurers or the car manufacturers, the membership, the roadside assistance is for the car, it's not for the member. Um, So, you know, we ensure our members are never stuck on the side of the road. Um, I don't believe anyone in the space is better at being member-centric or providing better roadside assistance as we are, right? the member and so you know yes we have competitors but i don't think we truly like AAA because we are truly member driven and member central okay great and the last question i have is what, what can load the 360 do as, as a trade association for the industry to kind of help you in your customer loyalty journey your customer loyalty efforts it's great i mean look Mark, I, I think you and i've known each other probably at this point i'm going to say five or six years or more Um, You know, I always look at Loyalty 360 as a source of keeping my finger on the pulse of what everyone else, all the other great brands, innovative brands are doing to drive customer loyalty. Um, You know, I think there are connections that I have made either, you know, through Loyalty 360 or at the Loyalty Expo that I've attended in the past um, that I still work with. I mean, there are different providers that I've I've come across there that I've, you know, used 1-800-Flowers and then I moved them over to AAA Northeast. so, you know, again, I think it's keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, I think it's it's really about, um, you know, being able to, to get access to other innovative brands and learn about what, you know, great things they're doing. And, and you know, again, there's uh, no harm in, in learning from others' success, for sure. No, absolutely right. Um, well, real thank you very much for taking the time to us, uh, time to talk to us today. It's been a while since we last spoke, but uh, it was great hearing uh, you know, what you're doing, about what you're doing, but also just about the interplay between the organizations and, you know, having that federation model is very unique, but uh, to hear the passion you have for your customers and how customer centric you uh, and your team are is great to hear. And it, uh, it's always great uh, catching up with somebody known for a while. So thank you for the time today. 
Hey, thank you for the opportunity, Mark. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Join us back soon for another edition of our Leaders and Customer Lawyer Series. Thank you very much, everyone.